Hi, everyone. In this fifth episode of the Heart Wide Open podcast, I will be exploring the topic of our bodies. And specifically, I'm talking about um, my own experience of um, body image um, around postpartum body, uh, the new version of myself. And also, I talk a little bit about my background with an eating disorder. So I just wanted to put a, a little bit of a, um, a warning out there for anyone that does feel a little bit sensitive around body image issues and talking about eating disorders, just to, to let you know that we will be discussing that in this episode. And I will be diving in pretty deep and vulnerably about my own experience. So I just wanted to um, let you know a little bit about the the things that we will explore in case that's a sensitive issue for anyone listening. Thanks so much for listening to this next episode. Welcome to Heart Wide Open Podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Beth Hubbard. In this podcast, we will explore all things joy and sorrow, ups and downs, and living with our hearts wide open in this beautiful experience we call life. Thank you so much for joining me, and I look forward to diving in deeper with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the fifth episode of Heart Wide Open Podcast. So happy to have you joining me. This episode, I feel this pull to speak about a topic that has come up for me um, recently after having uh, Little Birdie Sky, which is now two months ago, which has gone by pretty quickly. Um, this topic is very vulnerable for me. And I think as many women, um, maybe most women, and even some men might feel can be a sensitive issue for all of us. Um, and so I want to dive into this one slowly. <laughs> Maybe I should rephrase and say, I want to slowly step my toes in one at a time. Because um, I think that this um, discussion and exploration is one that can go to many different levels and is very far reaching. And so I'm going to do my best to just um, be as authentic with it as I possibly can. And so today I thought I would discuss and with you my um, experience around my body. <laughs> Even now I'm feeling nervous talking about this. Um, and when I say experience around my body, Specifically, I've felt this pull to talk about um, with others and even just to can feel it coming up for me in my mind and in my heart is my body after giving birth. So my postpartum body um, has has brought this topic up for me a lot these last few weeks and especially these last few days because I've been exploring in my mind of like, what do I want to what do I want to talk about? Because there's always so many amazing things that we go through in this life that we can talk about here on the podcast. But this is the one that's been coming up for me this week, or probably more than that. <laughs> um, so some of my background on maybe what we'll call it is body image. Um, 
I am someone that struggled with an eating disorder um, many years of my life. Um, and I would say that can go back as far as when I was just even a, a preteen. Um, I think, you know, we bombarded by magazines. At that time, it was less about the internet and probably more about magazines and movies and ads um, when I was growing up. And I remember I had some, I was really loved magazines. I loved looking all the different, you know, models and, and the fashion and, and just as you are really, you know, curious as you're getting to the, to that teenager um, time of your life. And I do remember very, very heavily being conscious of that I didn't look like what was in these magazines at all. I mean, I'm short. Um, I've never been um, a large person. I've always been, we're, we're a smaller people in my family. Like we're all pretty short and small. <laughs> um, but I didn't, definitely didn't look like these tiny skinny models and I wasn't, I wasn't long and tall and, um, I didn't feel beautiful. You know, there's lots of awkward phases as we go through our changes hormonally and, you know, getting acne. And I remember I had these like, I wore glasses and, and they were like, I remember I had these really like turquoise glasses, which now when I look back at them, I'm like, Oh, I'd probably really love those today. But, you know, so just as, as you do going through all these different phases, um, changes as a, a young woman, as a girl, becoming a young woman. And um, I do feel that it's it's still something that we need to work on in our society is that, you know, little girls are so cute and we, and this is more prominent for me in my mind because I have a little girl now and it's probably why it's been coming up for me, like thinking, how am I going to... Um, pass on this knowledge and wisdom of our bodies in a really, really positive way. Um, so I think, you know, but what I was saying about the society is that we do like little girls cause they're so cute. <laughs> I mean, I love how cute Birdie Sky is and, and she's so beautiful and vulnerable and precious. And, and I think as, you know, as a little girl starts to get older and their shape starts to change and they're not as small anymore and maybe they're not as cute, if you will, they're starting to become more of a woman and there's something different in that. It's not about cute anymore. And that's perfect. That's exactly how it should be. But we do have a way of stifling that. And we like, um, I think, especially in maybe more of the not all men, so I don't want to um, generalize this too much, but I think with more of a patriarchal view, it's like keeping women small, keeping them cute and little, and that leads to some serious repercussions and consequences for these young girls that are trying to turn into young women. And I think that was me. So um, for lots of different reasons, I, I had, um, I started to struggle with I, I really hated, I remember hating the way my body looked. I, I didn't, um, I didn't love any part of myself. I remember I went through quite a bit of, you know, depression, you know, when I was young. And I don't think that was just about my body image. I think there's other things that I just struggled with. Cause I think when you're a really sensitive soul, it's just sometimes really hard to grow up in this world. And, um, it's hard to know, you know, how to love yourself. Um, so 
Yeah. So that's just a little, a little background. It was, you know, something that I struggled with. And when I say eating disorder, I just would struggle with, um, uh, um, more anorexia. So I wouldn't, I wasn't throwing up and I was, wasn't doing anything like that, but I just was limiting, you know, just limiting the amount of food I would, I would eat. And, and this, it, it was more around my, um, college years. So probably more in my twenties that I, um, you know, started to really control my food intake and, and exercise played a bit of a role in that too, um, as well. And so with the combination of that, you know, it was not a, not a good thing and I wasn't healthy in my mind and my body. And I went through quite a, lots of years, lots of, lots of time in my life spent thinking about my body. And when I think about that now, it really makes me sad and it makes me just feel sadness for the, that version of myself. Um, and lots of love, you know, lots of wishing that I could go back and just give her this wrap her up in this massive hug and just let her know that she is so beautiful in all of her phases and all of her stages of her life. And I'm sure that a lot of women out there listening and men too, because I know this is something that is for men and women. I think more women talk about it now um, than men, but for anyone out there that looks at their younger self growing up and how hard they were, you know, how hard we can be on ourselves, especially around body image. Um, And I'm sure that you all have that, can relate to that feeling of wanting to hug your little self. Um, and just, you know, remind him or her that they're just so beautiful uh, and that it is going to get easier. So that's a little bit of where I've come from. And I did struggle with that for a long time. I was never hospitalized or anything like that. There was a few points there where it got, you know, it got pretty dark. Um, and, you know, I think people, my family and friends were concerned for me and things like that. Um, and then I... I found yoga and without going to too much detail, um, around my yoga practice and how that's played its part in, in this whole scenario, because I didn't want to focus too much on that in this, um, episode, <laughs> cause that can take on its all, it's a life of its own. Um, cause that's a big, that's a big topic. Um, but yoga was really helpful for me in so many ways. And I will definitely go in much deeper to my yoga practice and, um, and all of that in another episode. But how, how it played out for me was I definitely went into yoga for, um, not necessarily the right reasons. It was more for exercise. (laughs) And I started with Bikram yoga. So I was in a hot room and I was doing all of the very physical, asana or the physical practice of yoga. And that was what I wanted at the time. And that served me. So, and that's kind of what I was looking for. I wasn't looking for anything spiritual. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I got into that and, um, it was definitely a very physical practice in the heat, in the heat. (laughs) And, um, but it, as yoga does, um, no matter what kind of discipline you're in, what kind of practice you're doing, it definitely has its way of um, transforming your inner self, not just the outer. And so that 
eventually I, you know, think I was, wasn't practicing for practicing for too long when I really felt, um, I started to feel things changing on the inside, um, and started to feel this more of this connection and this, this strength in myself. I remember looking at myself in the mirror one day and, and I was doing a posture and I remember thinking, I'm beautiful. I'm so strong. I'm graceful. And these are not things I thought about myself really. (laughs) And, um, and yeah, I, I remember that that was a turning point for me when I was in this posture, looking at myself and yes, there are mirrors in that practice. Um, and at that time it was actually a really powerful thing to have a mirror in front of me. And it really, it really, um, excuse me, shifted something. And, and I think from then I started to really, it's not that I didn't struggle anymore because I would say throughout most of my twenties, um, and then even into my thirties, it was just not until probably my, more my, my mid thirties, um, early to mid thirties where I started to really yet yeah, start to really let go of control, that need for control, which is a lot of what an eating disorder is for many individuals, I, I believe. And this is my very much my personal, not a professional, but a personal opinion based on many years of experience. I think a lot of it is this sense of um, false, I should say false sense of control. So, and I think this can come from You know, if you're raised in a really strict upbringing and my, I'm not saying I was in a strict upbringing, but we were raised in the church and there's a lot of, um, rigidity there and a lot of rules and a lot of black and white. And I'm probably more of a, I don't live so much in the black and white world. Um, and it probably didn't, you know, really resonate with my soul. A lot of those rules. And, um, and I think that there's some of that eating disorder came from that sense of, wanting to control my life, you know, especially being brought up in church. Um, so I think that, that, that is a thing for a lot of young people. Um, but that's what, that's, what's so funny about, you know, this whole life experience is that no matter what kind of, um, upbringing we have or anything, I think all of us have at some point in our lives, we want to, we want to have control, you know, we want to be able to, um, control the, the thing that's going to happen next in our lives. We want to control and make sure that the other things don't happen that we don't want, you know, that we don't want to happen to us. So, and as we get older, I think we, we start to understand that or what I feel like I've learned so much. Um, one of my biggest lessons, and I'm continuous, continuing to learn this through being now a mom to little birdie is that, um, that we have to surrender this control. We actually have no control. And when we have this tight, tight grip, um, which is what my eating disorder was, this tight, tight grip on what we think is, you know, us just um, manipulating our lives in some way is actually creating so much suffering. And I am so grateful for the practice of yoga because it allowed me to slowly open that fist, that tight, tight grip that I had and slowly release this need for control. Now, as I said just earlier, I'm still learning, like I'm still learning this every day and excuse me, drinking some water. So I'm still learning this every day, this practice of surrendering and that's something else we can, we can absolutely explore when it comes to yoga, but it's the yoga is really for me right now, this, 
the yoga practice for me is, is less now about that practice of movement, but it's this practice of letting go of, of loving this little girl and my family and, and just accepting myself for who I am in this body, this body that gave birth to this amazing little soul who is, you know, who I desired so greatly. And I, you know, asked for, for many years to come and be a part of my life. And now she's here. And these last couple of weeks, I have really felt this, um, this interesting, it's not a battle, um, but this interesting dialogue in my head about my body. So coming back to the postpartum body. And so any woman that's given birth, that's listening to this episode is going to understand what I'm talking about when I say, you know, you've got this body and, and then it goes into this, um, you know, time of pregnancy and, and creation and growth and your belly gets really big and probably your hips do too. And you gain weight. And for some women, pregnancy is a, is a time of beauty and blossoming for some women it's hell <laughs> for some women, they feel sick throughout all of it. And it's not beautiful. Um, I was really, really lucky during my pregnancy to, except for my first trimester, to feel really good second and third trimester and, and to feel beautiful. Like I really, I mean, I struggled still and it was, it was challenging. It was sometimes challenging. And I knew, I always knew that if I got pregnant, that it would be part of my practice and lesson and growth would be to allow my body to grow and to take up more space and to feel that um, blossoming of creation and to really dive into it. And I, I want to say, and I'm proud to say that I did. And I, this is not to say that I didn't have days that I would struggle. You know, I would, I would definitely had days when I'd be like, whoa, I really feel so big. And, <laughs> and just not being able to, you know, as I got, I, I did practice my yoga um, all the way up until my third trimester until quite a few weeks, quite, quite far into the pregnancy. Um, but you know, then the movement, it wasn't the same. I was started to get really clunky. I mean, bending over and down was really hard. I mean, I was still teaching, but I, yeah, I felt pretty awkward at some stages and, um, not graceful at all. Um, and that was hard, but then, you know, you, you get to go through this beautiful time of birthing your little person that you've been carrying inside of you for many months and it's this interesting thing that happens. And I remember feeling, cause I was like, you know, this, you know, biggest version of myself I've ever been, but in like a really beautiful way. And, and, and I did feel, you know, beautiful, um, and, and, and went in to have birdie. And then I remember that first week after she'd come out and even straight away, you, you look down and you're like, whoa. And it's so fast that, you know, the belly, it's not gone, obviously, but that how big it was has, has changed so quickly. And it's a little bit of a, a shock, I think. I don't know if any women listening, um, mamas out there remember that feeling of like looking down and being like, oh, right, um, my baby's out and now my body looks really different and not the same as what it was in any way, shape or form. And not the pregnant body, but this in-between body of like, okay, I've given birth, so that's gone, the baby's out, but 
Yeah. And, and I remember for me, cause I, I felt like I was so full of life and, and I felt really, um, just that feeling, yeah, of being really in full bloom at the end of, your, of my pregnancy. And then the first week after Birdie came, of course, you lose blood. And, and I had a, I was lucky to have a really beautiful experience, um, a natural birth. Um, I was induced, but I, um, I will, I have my birth story that I'm going to share on another episode, but I was able to have a, you know, a natural, um, uh, birth and labor and no interventions or medication. And, um, and, but of course I did, you know, uh, had a little bit of a tear and I did bleed a lot as you do when you give birth. And I just remember it was such a strange feeling to go from being so in full bloom and full of life. And then like quite weak for like a week after I just remember looking at myself and I was like, looked really gray. I didn't have the same color and my body just felt all like frail. And I just, I remember that was a little bit of a shock. I hadn't ever heard anyone talk about that and how weak I felt. And obviously after losing the blood and low iron and all the things. And, um, and it, I didn't, you know, at that time, you know, you're in the the throes of your new little bub and you're, you're just, it's just immensely joyful time and stressful and, you know, all the things as you adjust to having this little person that you're taking care of now. So uh, at the time I wasn't really, you know, didn't think too much about my body and what it looked like at all. Didn't care. Um, especially I was just more like, wow, it really felt weak for a week or two. And then now coming into this, as we, you know, get into this now we're in the second month of her being here and this last month, especially, I think is when I've really started to notice my body and, you know, kind of curious about it. And, um, I still have my, I, I love my line that I, I forget what the name of the line is that you get in on your belly, um, when you're um, pregnant, um, I think most women do get it. Um, and mine, yeah, it's still, it's still there. It's not as dark and it's starting to fade. And I'm, I remember when I first gave birth and when, um, we came home and I even, I, I remember saying to, to Craig, oh, I, I really want to get some photos of my belly. I just don't want to lose my line. And I could feel myself wanting to not lose the experience of, um, you know, having birdie in my inside of me and how powerful that was. And I could feel my body was changing, had changed already so much. And I, I just wanted to keep that a little bit. So I'm happy to say that I still have that little bit of that line. And then I started to, you know, you, you, you've obviously lost a, a big part of the, the weight that was inside of you because your baby's out. But then there's, um, there's so much that's changed and shifted as it, it does when you have a small, you know, a human that you're growing inside of you. <laughs> and, and now I have this different version of my body. And for someone who's always been obviously very conscious and aware of, you know, what I, what I, what I look like, how I move, I think having a, um, having a regular yoga practice, being a yoga instructor, um, my body has been my tool. You know, it's been my, 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 my tool as in when I teach, I use my body to, um, help lead the class as well as my voice, um, teaching, you know, in person and online classes. 
And then just for myself, my own practice, I'm so aware of my body and the things that it can do, the things that it's not doing anymore, the things that are different. And so anyone with a physical practice, maybe dancers, gymnasts, any, anybody that uses their body in that way, um, I think going through such a, a large, huge trans- transformation um, and experience like pregnancy and then birth and then postpartum, it's, you're almost hyper aware of all these things, which sometimes I wish I was a little bit ignorant to what my body was like beforehand, because I, I have definitely had moments now where I've looked at myself and just been like, oh my gosh, who is this? You know, so I've got my, you know, when I look at my belly and I used to, you know, used to have a pretty flat belly and, and have for a long time. And now I've got this softness there and this extra stuff hanging out (laughs) and even my hips look different and wider. And yeah, like I, I made space for this little person to come through, which I asked for over and over again. And I hoped for, and now I have these, um, the effect of it that I'm looking at and I'm looking at my body and I have these moments of, um, pure joy and appreciation. And I think that's the thing that I continue to want to bring myself back to. And I, I would love to bring any, any mamas that are listening that, um, are in that postpartum phase, or as I spoke to one of my dear friends, she, the other day, and she, you know, she's, um, she's so gorgeous and inside and out, you would just like, to me, I'm like, oh, she's just like beautiful. So fit. Like (laughs) it's got it all together. Um, she gave birth many years ago. So to me, I'm like, she's got her body and it's amazing. And, but she was even saying to me that she still finds herself, you know, looking at her body that's now changed since she's had her, her, her child and, and kind of thinking, oh, it should be like this. It should be like this by now, or it should do this for me. And, and, and so it's amazing to me to think, oh, wow, even years after having your child, you can still, you know, look down at you, this beautiful body that did this miracle, miracle act of growing a human and have these thoughts of like, oh, I'm not, I'm not beautiful. I'm not, you know, I'm not where I should be. Um, I reckon now that we have things like Instagram and we have our social media and Facebook and all the things, um, I noticed that there's this, um, idea on, especially I see it on Instagram of beautiful mamas who, you know, again, had done that miracle thing of growing their, their babies in their, in their bellies and giving birth, um, And then how quickly there's this feeling from just, it's just from my observation, but how quickly women are trying to get their bodies back. And I'm using quotations, which you cannot see, but I'm telling you. So getting your body back, um, is a term that seems to be thrown around a lot. And even some ads have come up for me and I'm like, Whoa, you are speaking to the wrong crowd. This is not, I am not your target audience. I do not want to see your shitty ads about getting my body back. Mm. And 
I think it's so detrimental. I think it's it's wrong. I don't feel what I want to say that, but first, not not saying that women who want to be fit and to lose lose weight, like especially if they gained a lot of weight in pregnancy, um, you know, of course, I think we should all be. Um, I'm so much an advocate for living a healthy life and for eating good food and moving your body. Like I've always been about that, especially these last 10 to 15 years of my own life. That's how I've tried to live. But I think to put it so hard and fast back on yourself after going through such a, um, it can be a, it can be a traumatic experience for many women to give birth. It's, it's, it's so taxing on the body. I've heard a few different, um, things that some people are saying it takes three years for a woman's body to, um, to truly heal from giving birth. And someone, then someone else was telling me, no, it was like, it was more like six or seven years or something like that. They believed in Chinese medicine. Again, don't quote me on these things, but for me, I, that makes so much sense when you think about what your body goes through when you're carrying a child and growing and all the things that are happening on your internal organs and everything that's moving and shifting and then giving birth, that experience in and of itself. So, and then to have this, um, this sort of movement of let's get our bodies back. Uh, I just think, how sad is that, that we have, that there's an emphasis on that and and to, to do it quickly now what why wouldn't we give our bodies this time to heal why why do we feel this this um push and pressure and um why do we feel we should go back to looking a way that i think i'll never look like that again and that i'm accepting and it, again i'm saying this in a very real and open way to all of you that it's, it's an everyday thing that I'm learning to accept that because as I mentioned before, it's been so much of my life to, to, uh, be wrapped up in and, and to me, I think wasted so much of my freaking energy and time. And what a sad thing to waste our energy and time on is the way our bodies look. And especially now with having this little soul in my life now, and she's starting to wake up. So she might, you might start to hear her want some milk. <laughs> um, this beautiful soul in my life. And I look at her and I see the immense importance of her being and my, um, my role as her parent, as her mother. And to think that I would waste time and energy on something as, I don't want to say silly because what we believe and think about ourselves isn't silly, but it, it, it just seems so menial, the, the thought of like worrying about this extra, you know, skin on my belly. Really? Am I going to spend hours thinking about that and how to get rid of it and, and not, you know, not giving myself nourishing food? Like, especially now that I'm working on feeding her and breastfeeding and, and going through this journey, which um, I speak about in my other episode about, you know, the struggle of breastfeeding. And the last thing I, you know, you want to do when you're trying to breastfeed is be malnourished and, and, um, worry about getting fit and back to your, you know, uh, pre pre-pregnancy body. And I know that some women, it, um, you know, naturally just come back to 
that maybe the size and, and the way they looked before, but I, I reckon that there's still some changes that they go through that aren't going to ever go back to normal. And that's perfect. I don't think nature intended for us to go back to quote unquote normal. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So I think that for any women out there that are, um, that have been through the journey of pregnancy and giving birth and, um, and, and are in a state of mind of, of struggling with their, the way they look and their body image, just know you're so not alone. Like, I think it feels like every woman I've talked to about this, that it's come up it is something that each woman has struggled with. Um, and I think, unfortunately, I think we struggle more than more than we should because, and I'm not just not to put blame and take, not take responsibility because I take responsibility for so much of my own, um, my, my thoughts, they are all of my thoughts. They are mine, but I do feel like there's this, um, energy around us, this external noise of, for a woman to, to, that feels like pressure to, to all of a sudden look look like we did before and how unfair that is. And I say, let's just, you know, screw that. that <laughs> that's just bullshit. Um, we, you are beautiful. You are amazing. You've carried life inside of you. You've created life and you've birthed that life. And, and even if, and, and this is going to be, I would say, um, there is something about going through that experience that, you know, only the, the women that have um, seen their bodies transform in that way and and then, you know, and then seeing the, the new different version of their bodies come out on the other side, you will you will really feel into this. You are absolutely amazing. You know, I think that's something that we should all of us do as humans is to look at ourselves in the mirror and I know some of you might laugh when I say this, but this is something I've been doing. Um, probably not always well, but it's something I've been doing since having Birdie. And that's just looking at myself in the mirror. And this is like after I've taken a shower or before I go to bed at night where I'm, you know, not wearing all, all the clothes and, um, and just look at the different parts of my body and, and say to myself that I'm beautiful, you know, that I'm beautiful and I'm strong and, and, and find things like when I look at my, my body, just find something that I really admire, something that I think is, is really lovely. And, um, or just something that it's not even that it's beautiful, that it's like, wow, that, you know, that part of my body does this for me. And that's amazing. And just have an appreciation for ourselves again, have an appreciation instead of this criticism that, can completely take over our being and can take over what um, our minds, when we could be, our minds could be creating, you know, creating new ideas, creating art, you know, making love, finding love, falling in love, um, admiring other humans. Instead, we can get so wrapped up, just speaking from my own eating disordered mind, we can get so wrapped up in and spend days, wasting days, just stuck in these, um, these ideas of what we think we should look like. And for what? 
And for what? Like, what do we really get from that? Will we really be happy? And from someone, just taking it from someone who has lost so much weight back in the day when I did have an eating disorder, I was so not happy then. I was not a happy person. I wasn't full of life. I wasn't connected to my heart. I did not have an open heart. I was closed and I looked gross and frail and I wasn't healthy and I wasn't active and it was not, it was not the way to live. It's never worth it. Um, so I think it's not just for the mamas out there, but for any woman or man that maybe today you're struggling to see the beauty in yourself. Maybe you're someone like me who has had an issue or just had really has struggled with making peace with your body and really loving your body and accepting the body that you have and, and, and really embodying yourself, (laughs) if you will. I think that it's important to remember that what we see in um, people's lives on Instagram, in celebrities, movies, TV shows, we are seeing the um, probably doctored version of all those things, photoshopped, um, filtered, highlight reel. Just remember that when you see someone out there that looks like they've got everything perfect and no hair out of place, perfect body, that person still struggles. I tell you, that person still struggles no matter how um, beautiful or tall or skinny or wealthy a person is, there's still going to be struggle. And I'm sure they struggle with the same thoughts that you do. Um, so I think that's something that we could all do a little bit more of and something that I'm, I am truly trying to do on a day-to-day basis, excuse me, is to just remember and appreciate this life that we have and this body, this vessel that we are in throughout this life. And if you especially are you, you're someone that, you know, you, you're able to use all of your body and pretty well, you can move your body and you're healthy. I mean, even that is this amazing gift. There's so many people out there that don't, don't even have that ability. Birdie's awake now. That don't have that ability and we take it for granted. That we can wake up every morning and get out of bed and go for a run or go and do a yoga practice or, and then, you know, and then we come back to the mirror and we're so busy um, uh, criticizing this amazing gift that we've been given. It's just something for me to, something for, this is all reminders for me. Um, And if it, you know, resonates or helps anyone that's listening, that's a bonus, but this is all just reminders for me. Because I have, you know, I've been complaining to Craig, not every day, because I I go through these phases of like, 
Um, some days I'm like, wow, I get dressed and be like, oh, I just, I feel really beautiful today. I really like the way my body looks after I've given birth. I like that I can see, you know, I can touch my belly that's soft and I can see that that's where she, that's, that was her home. And I think as you get older and things start to change, that's another thing to, to be appreciative of, like the fact that you can still be alive. And even though your body may not be as, um, in the same way that it was when you were in your twenties <laughs> or a teenager and you had this boundless energy and didn't need any sleep and could eat whatever you want. Nothing really changed, you know, for you and your body. Um, it's okay. Like as you get older, that's just a natural way that na that's what nature's designed us that things slow down a little bit more. Maybe our yoga practice needs to go a little bit slower. Mine's definitely slowed down and I'm happy for that. Like I don't, maybe sometimes I miss some of the things that I used to do and I feel like I could still do a lot of those things, but I just don't feel as much of that desire to like push, push, push really hard and, and um, work my body so that it's, you know, gets to this certain shape. And then uh, I don't know. I just think that, I think that as I've, grown up, I'm still growing up, but as, as I've grown up and gotten older, I just think the appreciation for, um, just being alive, you know, the sun's shining right now where I am, the birds are singing, I can hear it. Um, I can see the trees outside. I see my little girl. I see my soft belly. All of these things are beautiful. And I think what I was saying earlier is that I have these days where I will complain to Craig, like I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, whoa, like even my boobs. I'm like, whose boobs are these? <laughs> They're not as perky. <laughs> they probably never will be. And, you know, whose hips are these? And I'm not sure I'll be wearing those, that outfit again, you know, anymore. I don't know, maybe. And, and I don't know if I need to, you know, sometimes I'm like, should I go out and and should I be doing a strong yoga practice already? It's, you know, birdies two months. Do I need to be um, taking care of this, this, this softness that I have? And he's just like, you know, to have someone like Craig, to have a beautiful partner who is constantly reminding me and saying how sexy I am and um, how beautiful I am and that I should be nourishing my body and that I should keep some of this and give it to birdie. You know, he's always reminding me and he's like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Why would you want to get rid of any of that? And, and he just thinks I'm, you know, he looks at me and, and reminds me of that, of my goddess self when I'm, you know, criticizing this body that I've been given. So I don't, I totally feel, I feel you for any, any individual out there that has struggled with this very heavy, sometimes heavy topic of body image. That I, I think that, I believe that when we, when we allow ourselves to pause in that moment of self-criticism and to really almost like take yourself outside. And, and I think, you know, I, I read something about like, what would you, would you say what you're just saying to yourself, to one of your friends? Like, would you say that to a sister? Would you say that to a brother? Would you say that 
to any other human. And if you can't, if you can't say yes, then why, why do we say it to ourselves? And I, I do remember reading that and I thought that's so beautiful and such a powerful reminder. So if we're in that moment of, oh, I just hate the way my stomach looks, you know, if I'm having that thought and then I think, oh my God, would I say that to one of my best friends? No. And in fact, I would never even think those things. I'd think, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my gosh, this woman, she's amazing. She's done this and this in her life. And, and she's, maybe she's had, maybe she's had a few kitties and like, look at her amazing body and look what it's done. Look at the power and the beauty of it all. So I feel like if we have these moments and I will have one today because it's just, I think it's taking me time to really, really accept this new version of myself. And I'm sure that, you know, most of us can relate to that. Even if we haven't um, had any children, even if we haven't given birth, even if we're a man, you know, getting older and things are changing and for whatever reason, maybe you're going through a hard time in your life and it's just, you look like a different person. Instead of when you're in that moment of self-criticism, could you stop and just remember and just have a moment of, wow, I'm, I'm alive though. I'm, I'm here still. And I have this beautiful life. And maybe at the time when you're feeling not so beautiful, the life doesn't feel beautiful, which I totally relate to and understand. But what if it could just be, what if it could just pass? What if it, what if it, we don't let it get bigger? What if we don't worry about this whole um, societal pressure of looking a certain way, which I do feel like is trying to change. And I don't know if anyone feels that way, but I do feel like the bodies I see on my Instagram feed and out in the world are changing, but probably not fast enough. There's probably still not enough of a variety in the size and the shape and the color of what we deem beautiful and what we're told is beautiful. And I hope and hope and hope and pray and dream that my little girl, as she's growing up, that she can keep this, this vulnerability about her, this, this innocence, this, um, this peace and that I can stay open to this path that I've chosen to, to be her mama and to help her to see through my own actions with myself, my words with myself, me leading by example that I'm beautiful and no matter what shape she takes and no matter what she decides to be or who she decides to love or any of those things, that she is so beautiful, that she is the most beautiful, beautiful thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's, what I, that's what I'm here for now. And I know that it's going to make this part of um, this lesson of being in this body and, and the old version of me that used to care so much about, you know, how this looked, which is so fleeting and actually plays not, 
a very important part in in any of it when you really when you really come down to the happiness of of your heart um i can feel that it's going to be an even greater lesson for me as she gets older as she's watching me and i know i i know that i'll be tested and i'm already being tested because i can feel it inside of me just um even my self-talk i want you know even when i was pregnant i remember um I remember there would be days sometimes when I would feel that self-criticism coming through and I, and I quickly try and catch myself because I, I do believe that when we carry our little, um, these little souls around inside of us, they can feel what we feel. And if I'm feeling this criticism and self-hate or anything, um, dislike about my body, you know, she's going to feel that. So I remember feeling even in the womb, when she was in the womb that I, I had all these, um, lessons that I, I was going to quickly need to learn and to let go of any expectation of, of, um, of needing to be, you know, this old version of Chrissy. I think that, um, as I move further along in my life as a woman, I'm deeply feeling more deeply connected to that part of myself that's a little bit, um, oh, that would have been more contained. Um, you know, especially I think when I was more concerned with what people, what people thought about me and what I should be doing. There's a lot of shoulds out there. And I feel like for many women, there, you know, lots of women are living their lives on shoulds. Um, I think the first time in my first marriage, um, I think I, I talk about it in my, in the first episode of the podcast, but having been married before, um, my first marriage and the, and the, the man that I married, he was such a sweet man and he was so lovely. And, and I remember when he proposed to me and I remember vividly in, in my head, knowing that that probably, that wasn't the right thing for me. We were young, we were like 20. Um, and I, I didn't even know who I was back then. <laughs> um, and that's okay. And I remember feeling very much a no, you know, I, I think I really, I knew that that wasn't going to be right for me or for us at the time. Um, my Nate, that's what, that was my intuition, but I very much said yes out loud. And I said, yes, because of the shoulds. I said, yes, because I felt that I should marry him because I'd been with him for a few years. And, and that was what you did next. You know, that was what you did, especially when you were in the church. It was like, well, you date someone, you get married, you have kids. Um, and so I said, yes. And I didn't listen to that, that innate wise woman that was inside of me. And I feel like, um, there's so many women out there living the should life and especially around body image. I should get back to my, to my weight. I should get back to that same flat belly or tiny hips or whatever. <laughs> I should, I should look like I did when I was in my twenties as you get older. No, you shouldn't. And how, how much freedom have you felt when you let go of your shoulds? I mean, for me, I, 
I feel so free in my life now that I've surrendered a lot, not fully. I, I still have, I think I will always have work to do with that should, um, the should, should voice, but I feel like my, as I've connected in more to this wise woman, this beautiful goddess inside of myself that, um, that absolutely loves my bigger boobs and my belly and my hips and the things that are shaking and the, and this life force that's inside of me that, that can't exist when I'm living a should life with so much control and having to think so much about what food I put in my body. And I'm even now I I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of any diets. Um, I'm so just, even if it's one of the healthiest diets in the world, whatever that looks like, um, I, I still, I'm, I'm, I'm going to always be about intuitive eating now and intuitive living because I struggled too. I wasted too many, um, too many time, too many moments, too many years of my life thinking about uh, thinking about those things. And if you do that, I, I really highly encourage you to, um, to just stop for a moment and just really see and look at, look at how many, look at how much of your life, you know, if you're like me, look at how much of your life you've spent thinking about those things. And then, and then wondering, sometimes I'm like, I wonder what else I would have created and done if I hadn't wasted so much of my time worrying about what I should look like, what I should or shouldn't eat, you know, that kind of bullshit. But I'm grateful for that journey because it has brought me to this point where I can speak, um, you know, openly with you all about that and how much it's transformed this desire now to live in freedom, this desire to see um, this uh, vessel as a thing of, um, so as, first of all, there's the appreciation for it, but also as a thing of, of beauty and strength and, um, and love that I can love so much with this body that I can love my, my husband, my partner, that I can be, um, that I can love a, a friend and give a hug with this body that I can still move my body. Maybe not the exact same way that I did years ago, but I can still move it, um, freely and that I can give and I can give to this little girl, um, that I've grown in my body, that I can feed her, you know, from my body. I mean, that's amazing and powerful. So wherever you're at in your life journey <laughs> with, in your life journey with your own body and with your own um, dialogue inside, which maybe like mine fluctuates from day to day. Just remember, you are amazing. You are strong. You are beautiful. And you have so many people in your life that love and appreciate you and think all of these things about you. And that it's Today is a day that you've been given to love um, to live with your heart open, um, to maybe 
create something new. And so if any of those thoughts start to creep in, um, and this is just my reminder to myself that maybe will resonate with some of you. If any of those thoughts start to creep in, or if you see something online, or if you hear someone say something, um, you know, some people might make comments about your body, especially women's bodies when they're pregnant and after they're pregnant, and they just don't realize, just remember, you have this beautiful, amazing chance to, to love and to create and to live today. And isn't that, isn't that more than enough? Thank you so much for listening to my thoughts on what I think can be a somewhat hot topic and can be challenging for me even to be really honest about. And I think I could even keep talking more and more about, um, about my experience with, um, body image and eating disorders, but I feel like that's, that's a good amount of, of that for today. You've heard enough of the, um, <laughs> of the, um, the body image talk for, for now. And I appreciate you listening to my experience and my story. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. Sending you lots of love. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Heart Wide Open podcast. As we did dive into some sensitive issues around eating disorders and body image, I, I wanted to put out a beautiful organization um, called the Butterfly Foundation here in Australia. It's a, a really lovely resource for anyone that is struggling with any of those things that I was discussing. And if you know someone that someone you love and care for that is struggling, this is a, a great place to go as well if you're just not sure how to talk to them about it. So again, they're um, called the Butterfly Foundation. Their website is www.butterfly.org.au. If you don't live in Australia, you're not sure where to go, I think the best thing to do is just to speak to someone that you know loves and cares for you deeply and just be really honest about not knowing exactly what it is that you're going through but maybe just that you're having a tough time sometimes I think the best thing that I ever did was just to speak up and to share and speak the words out loud that I'm that I was struggling with my own body image and with some eating disorder issues. Um, just know that you are loved and cared for and um, if you ever need to reach out I'm here as well. Lots of love. If you enjoyed this episode of my podcast, I'd be so grateful if you would share it with anyone you think might be interested, any of your friends and family. And also make sure you subscribe to hear more episodes.